Hey everybody, welcome to Divi Chat. Thanks for tuning in for another episode. Each week, some of the brightest Divi minds from all around the world, literally all around the world, get together to share their knowledge and expertise with running businesses and developing websites with WordPress and Divi. Tonight, you'll be listening to episode 35, where we'll be discussing custom post types and custom fields with Divi. Let's get chatting, but before we do, let's say hello to all of our esteemed panel tonight. Hey, Gino. Hey, hey David, and everybody else out there. Gino Kidos here, founder and director at MontereyPremier.com. You can connect with me over on Twitter at G-E-N-O-Q. Fantastic, Gino. Hi, Jerry. Hey. Good to see you, Dave, and uh, good to be here with you guys. So uh, hopefully you don't find me online because my website is absolutely embarrassing. But uh, you can head over to MontereyPremier.com and see my boss's site and uh, get in touch with us there. Fantastic. Very glad you're here, Jerry. Hi, Roby. Hi, David. Uh, I'm Roby Lawrence from Bearded Friend in uh, New South Wales, Australia, where it is a Lovely sunny morning here. Fantastic. So glad you could join us this morning. I was going to say this afternoon. <laughs> it's afternoon where we are, but so glad you could join us this morning. Hey, Tim. Hey, everybody. Tim Streifler here, and you can find me at divilife.com and timstreifler.com. And it is not morning here in Austin, Texas. It's 5.30 p.m. and still about 97 degrees hot. So we're experiencing a very hot summer in uh, Australia. It's winter time for you guys right now, right? Uh, yes, though it hasn't actually been too cold yet. Um, I'm not even wearing socks, so there you go. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and Jerry, I just want you to I want to say you are the man. In case Wait. the rest of the world maximizes their Chrome browser while doing a Hangout and have a hard time getting it back minimized, Command, Control, Command, F solves the problem. Thank you, Jerry Simmons. That was fantastic. My name's David Blackman. I'm with Aspen Grove Studios and Divi Space, and excited to be here for another episode of Divi Chat. Tonight, we're going to be discussing custom post types. Um, you know, why you would want to use them. First of all, what they are, why you might want to use custom post types, what they're used for, when you may want to use them. And we're going to kind of cover all kinds of things. Maybe you can tell, share some of the experience of, of how we use custom post types in our WordPress and Divi development. But before we get started, I have been inspired by our good friend SJ James. He has, you know, he's automating his life. And I just want you to know that I have figured out how to have Google Home transport me to another location instantly. So SJ, this one's for you. I just want you to know that I've learned how to transport with Google Home. And when you figure this out, you let me know. If you have any trouble, just contact me. So, okay, Google, take me to Tim's office. Well, for those of you who are listening right now, David, uh, it just disappeared off the screen. It's what? <laughs> How did that happen? Hello, Google. 
Wow. We need, we need, we need that app, David. You got to send us access to that app as soon as possible. <laughs> okay, we'll okay. take it back to my office. <laughs> What's happening? That is awesome. SJ <laughs> doesn't have anything on that. That's right, baby. That's right. <laughs> I've so, always been an iOS guy myself, but after that, I might have to switch to Google. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't don't get too excited. It's version 1.0, and it only goes to Tim's office. That's the only. <laughs> <laughs> For you listening on audio, I really am sorry, and I apologize. If you're listening on iTunes, go on over to YouTube and check out the video, and it'll make a lot of sense to you. Um, <laughs> Let's go ahead and dive into the topic tonight. And uh, I guess the first thing that we probably are going to want to do is we're going to want to, you know, define what is a custom post op. Do one of you guys want to field that question? I'll take a stab at it. So um, a custom post type is best understood when you think about the history of WordPress. WordPress was originally founded to be a blogging platform and with that um, everything started out as a post so in the the very early days of WordPress there were only posts um, before there were even pages and then I don't know what version they, they eventually released pages and so pages w was essentially the first custom post type it just happens to be baked into to WordPress and then um, from there I don't know what version they released um, the ability to create users to create custom post types and so a lot of plugins utilize custom post types um, as a way of inputting data into the back end of WordPress and then having it do something out on the back end and so uh, for Divi users which is the majority of our audience uh, Divi has a, a custom post type built in and that is the projects post type and so the projects post type lets you input data for a project or you can utilize it for something else and then Divi via the um, portfolio module takes that data and does something with it on the front end, uh, displays those posts or um, uh, those those projects for the portfolio. So um, I, I kind of look at WordPress as you, you know the the back end is where you input data, the front end is where you view that data, and so a custom post type is an easy way to input a specific type of data that's going to have common fields, whether that be like the project that has you know. Uh, the the image the the main thumbnail image for the project and then the front end kind of spits it out and, and does something with that data. Thanks, That's all Tim. I that was that was very good actually. Uh, I think it came out somewhere around two thousand five, maybe if I'm not mistaken. And I don't know if it was um, as far as custom post types and stuff. I know that I googled a little bit before we started and stuff. Does anybody want to add to what Tim? Had to say, or that was a pretty good explanation. Okay, yep. there's a, there's another term that I'd like for us to define that I think goes right along with custom post types, and I think we're probably going to discuss it somewhat tonight. And that's meta boxes. Does someone want to maybe define what a meta box is in WordPress as well, or meta box fields? Sure, sure. I'll, I'll jump in there. 
Uh, a post meta box is typically a, a draggable box shown on the post editing screen or the page editing screen, a page being a post, actually. And I was, I was actually surprised to find out, Jerry was kind of explaining this to me a couple of days ago, how pretty much everything's a post. Um, the default post types are attachment, revision, navigation menu, custom CSS, change sets. Those are all post types. I didn't realize that, but those are the default post types that come with WordPress. And uh, that's pretty neat, kind of, as he's been explaining that to me. Um, but a, a meta box is it, it's a it's a, an area an edit, editing a screen, an additional screen you can add to a, a post type, uh, where you're adding additional meta information, information that's related to that particular post. For example, um, you might have, like we do, we have a custom post type for staff and. Uh, we want certain information to show up on the archive pages in a specific position or place. So we have a meta box field for phone number, for position title, for um, address. And we can take that data and control how it's displayed either on the single post page or on the archive template, which might display everybody in a single department. And uh, so you typically, you, you'll, You'll see those, like say if you install uh, an additional plugin like Events Calendar and you go to their calendar page, you'll see several uh, additional meta boxes for each event post that you create. And um, actually, if you think about it, like a lot of plugins, they have their own custom post type for just about you know everything they do. And you'll see a lot of custom meta boxes within their particular post type. Fantastic. Anybody want to add to it? Uh, just a, a quick example, on, on, in addition to what Gina was saying. So for, for Divi, um, when you're editing a page, Divi has a, a custom meta box for displaying the page template. So if you want to use the, um, the, the blank page template, so it gets rid of your header and footer, the little box that that lets you select uh, the page template, that is a, a meta box. So it's all those little boxes that allow you to input some sort of data or setting or um, option, whatever. Yeah, that's good context. Thanks, Tim. All right, so what are some of the cases? Uh, why would you want to use a custom post type to begin with? What, what are some of the reasons why someone would want to utilize a custom post type or custom meta boxes? So a, a common way is probably um, Divi has the, the little staff module within it. Um, but when you, when you start using that, it means um, you kind of, when you need to come back and make changes, you have to find where you've actually put that little module. If you need to change one surname, if they get married or change someone's Twitter handle or whatever. Whereas um, you can actually get like a, a staff member plugin that adds, say, staff as a post type. So down the side, you see this post projects and then you'll see staff. And so you've got a central place to manage your database of staff. And in there, you can just go into each staff member, change their name, change their phone number or whatever. And then throughout the site, wherever they're displayed, the information just, just gets populated throughout the site. So staff is a good one. Projects is obviously common, which is why Divi has it built in already. Um, a, f uh, a few other ones that I've used in the past is like a real estate 
or not a real a home builder has lots of properties in their portfolio so like different types of houses that you can buy or um, diff different products that people sell that's not necessarily a whole e-commerce store so they don't need the whole shop but they just want a uh, a section where they can go and edit their their products for example yeah those are some good examples I know for um, some of the uses that we've used custom post types for it is to put out specific data on the front end of the website we've created a plugin that's not out in the marketplace or anything we created it for a client um, it's for the CrossFit industry and they have very specific needs where they want to um, input their exercises their wads for the day so we created a, a, a plugin that allows them to populate that data in managed fields on the back and then it displays that data in a certain way on the front end of the website and then they can go in on the back end like Roby was talking about and have instead of going into each individual days post which can be a lot over time they go right into a centralized area and manage all of that data right then and there and can modify change edit do anything that they want to do so there is a lot of power in the use of custom post types um, I think that probably the majority of things that are created are custom post types in a way uh, unless you're using a canned theme out of the box you know, and you're just using their stuff, which is, is, is probably a custom post type also, anyways, they've just created. Um, yeah. Let me... Yeah, I would just add on to that just to kind of speak a little bit generally for those who are not as familiar with uh, post types and custom post types. So I kind of divide it in my mind in two categories. So sometimes you use a, a custom post type just basically to categorize data differently. And so it's a lot like using a category in your normal blog post. Um, and a custom post type can be used for that. And so we, we've done that with clients where they have you know their blogs, their posts, their news, their updates, but then they have like tutorials and training. And, and so they want to keep it separate and it helps them in their minds. It's easier for them to understand this section is for these kinds of posts and this section is for these kinds of posts. And, then it's displayed differently. But essentially, it's used just like a regular blog post. It's not, there's no added functionality or features. It's just categorizing the data differently. And then the other way to use it, as we've been talking about right now, is just to add features and functionality, you know, displaying things specifically. And so in that regard, you know, WooCommerce, you know, all the products are post types and those kinds of things. It's it's uh, you know a way to add in features and functionality and all of that, and so it can get really complicated when you're talking about the features and functionality side, or it can be really simple, just categorizing data and showing it in a different place. Yeah, that, that was a really good description, Jerry. Good points. Yep. Um, on, on my my first experience with custom post types, um, I created a a wedding website platform, a hosted platform, um, a few years ago. And uh, for for brides grooms to create a, a wedding website, and um, so to make it easy, because our target audience was brides typically, or in, in grooms as well, but typically the brides are the ones that would would set these up. Um, most of them aren't super technical, and so we wanted to make it as easy as possible. And so we created uh, a couple different custom post types. So for example, a lot of people on their wedding website 
they want to showcase their uh, bridesmaids and groomsmen, you know, kind of show off who's in their wedding party. And so we created two different custom post types, one for bridesmaids, one's for groomsmen. And then it was an easy way for them to go in, add a new bridesmaid, add their name, add uh, their description, you know, how they met, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then, you know, there's a drop down to say whether they're a bridesmaid or they're a maid of honor, or matron of honor. And then same thing on the groomsman side. And then we had a short code that would output that data. So then they could take that short code and they could take it anywhere on the website to display a list of their bridesmaids. Um, and then we had another custom post type for events. Um, it was similar to a lot of the different events uh, plugins out there, but we wanted a customized way to, you know, have the, the main wedding reception, the main wedding ceremony, um, and then that way it was an easy way for, for them, someone not technical to, to be able to go in and all that we had all the different fields that they needed to input data were there uh, and upload um, or a, a place to type in the location with the map and everything. So um, back to your original question, David, um, the purpose I think in a lot of cases is for the ease of use of the end user. So whether that's a client, a customer, whatever, for them to be able to easily input data with all the predetermined um, I guess data that they need to input, and then it does whatever it needs to do automatically on on the on the front end of the site. And that brings a a, a really good point as well, because there's another phase. The front end will still need to be styled, and the styling is 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 differently than than actually in the back end of the website. So, um, you know, styling is something that we, that needs to be taken into consideration when we're talking about some of this stuff here, which kind of goes out a little bit of the, the custom post type topic, but I felt like it might be important to bring that up. Um, are there any plugins to help you build custom post type, custom post types? Are there any that you guys currently use that you like and you can recommend? And I, I, uh, I, go I, ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Ruby. Uh, so the, the one I've, actually been using for a little bit is called types um, and it has expanded a, a while uh, I think it's called toolset types or something um, but the problem I've noticed with it recently is the plugin itself is about 30 megabytes um, so I've actually started looking for alternatives and so for example custom post type UI is another another plugin to help you generate custom post types, it's only half a megabyte. <laughs> so, so that's the one I'm actually looking at at the moment. They both do pretty much the same thing uh, or just basically creating the custom post type with the, with the general options anyway. Um, so if that's all you're wanting to do, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to start using that one. You know what? I, I really like that one. Um, when I was first learning how to create them, I found a tutorial on WP Beginner on uh, how to create custom post types in WordPress, and they used that as an example to basically create your custom post type and then export the data that it created into your own plugin. And so I love that. Um, it allows you to actually export the files that it creates for you, and then you can go in and see what they did. And then that's kind of how I learned. I reverse engineered it. They created it for me. Then I learned how to customize the PHP on the exported PHP file that they gave me. So I really love that uh, tool as well. It's really easy to use. Yeah, I've never really used um, a plugin for uh, 
creating custom post types, but something I've used, uh, which is pretty popular in the WordPress world, I believe, is generatewp.com, which is has a, a bunch of different tools, one of which is a, a post type generator, and so it kind of helps you, uh, guides you along and spits out the code for you so that you can copy and paste that and, and put in your plugin, kind of like Gina was saying. Yeah, I'm the same. I haven't used a, a plugin before, and 13 megabytes, Roby. Wow, that's a that's a pretty significant uh, size three, for a plugin for a custom post type. Yeah, but uh, oh, yeah, I usually 30, just three zero. Yeah, 30, I usually yeah. just copy uh, whatever I last used a custom post type. I copy the code from that and uh, update it appropriate to whatever project I'm working on. So I kind of have a, a low tech uh, solution to that. Awesome. Another one. Um, I was just going to say the uh, if you if you are just starting out with with custom post types, just finding a plugin like this is probably a good way to start because then uh, it's it's got a myriad options that come with creating a post type. Whether you want it to show up in the menu, whether you don't, whether you want it to be searchable, whether you don't, uh, whether you want to be able to query it from the database or if it's just private data. So using a plugin like this lets you come back and easily just change all of those options with just a tick box. And then once you're happy with it, then you can can generate the PHP and put it in your functions file or or whatever you need to do. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Yeah. I was just going to say, this is one I used to hear a lot about. I don't even know if it's still popular, um, but pods. Are you guys familiar with pods? I've never used it, but I used to hear a lot about it, and I don't really hear so much about it anymore. But I believe it's... Um, it lets you create custom post types, and then it does more than that as well. I've heard of yeah. it. Yeah, I haven't used it. I've heard of it. It's still active. It was last updated a month ago, and I know a lot of WordPress enthusiasts um, that still uh, recommend that one. I've heard it recommended in, in some, uh, uh, some talks and stuff like that. So uh, it looks like they're still pretty active with about 40,000-plus active installs. I haven't used it yet, though, either. But yeah, it's uh, um, yeah, it does all those same things that we we're talking about. Pods, P-O-D-S. All right. So, what are some of the resources that you guys may use? Obviously, you've kind of talked a little bit about um, taking one of the existing plugins, exporting the code, taking a look at it, reverse engineering. Are there any other resources out there that help you? build your own custom post type without a plugin? How would you go about potentially learning how to do that yourself? So the, the one that I give credit to for teaching me um, when I was working on the Divi Staff plugin was, again, the WP Beginner. Um, they have a pretty extensive, it's how to create a custom post type in WordPress, and I'll, I'll put the link in the, uh, you know, on the show on the website. Um, but it gives you both gives you both methods. Do it using the plugin, or um, how to do it manually yourself. And uh, they're pretty. It's pretty extensive, and their PHP has lots of comments in their example PHP that they give you, and they they do a pretty good job of explaining what their PHP is doing. And uh, so that's a great resource to get started, both whether you want to use the plugin because it t t tells you how to use the plugin as well. The one we we're talking about custom. Uh, UI, custom post type UI. So that's a good one. And 
And then I would add, uh, while, while I'm on it, for the custom meta boxes, there's a uh, great, uh, on GitHub, there's a great solution. And it comes packaged as a plugin, but it shows you how to take the files, move them over into your files, and create custom meta boxes. And that's uh, CMB2. So if you were to go to github.com and look up CMB2, that's custom meta box 2. And they have all the, the instructions on how to set it up, install, and add your own meta boxes to your custom post type. It's really cool. Awesome. For me, the one I give credit to uh, learning, because I, I you know, have just been doing this for about a year. And so I only know it from the context of Divi. And so there's a post on ianese.com, A-Y-A-N-I-Z-E.com, that I found uh, that's how to rename the project post type to anything you want or to create a new post type. And so I just I started learning and experimenting by just renaming the project post type and understanding how that works. And then uh, they also provide the code there to just create any uh, custom post type that you want. And it's it's really simple, you know. It's you know maybe 50 lines of code. It's just basically building a couple arrays and then executing it. So uh, it's not super complicated, but just wrapping your mind around it takes a little bit of time. And so that's uh, that's where I explored and learned about custom post types. Well, I don't have any resources to give you folks right now. I don't build custom post types. So. Yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a Googler, so I'll kind of. I learn as I go and look for stuff uh, as I need it, when I need it. And so um, I don't even remember, you know, different tutorials I've used or, or videos, um, kind of a, a mixed mash of different different resources. But um, yeah, I guess my advice on, on that front is is don't be afraid to, to Google and uh, get your hands dirty and, and try stuff out. Um, always try this kind of stuff on a, a testing site or development site because uh, anytime you're dealing with with custom PHP breaking your site is inevitable at least in the beginning stages of, of coding but um, yeah that, that's how I learn is is uh, playing around until I break something yeah I second that <laughs> yeah. yeah and also make sure you take some uh, time off because you know once you get started on something like that when I started on the Divi staff plugin, all client work went out the door for about two weeks. And it was just like 13, 15 hours a day of just going for it, you know, breaking it, trying something new, breaking it, trying something new. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of over exaggerate, but yeah, I kind of not too. <laughs> I think uh, I want to, I know that Roby has uh, prepared some slides for us that uh, the wonderful benefit of. Hangouts is we can screen share, and nice. he's going to kind of show some examples of uh, CPTs, which I can't believe we hadn't thought about this before, Roby. But that's a great idea. <laughs> so far, I'm going to turn it over to Roby. All right, I don't I don't know if you can see that or if my video is big or um, but just I'm just going to go through this quickly. It's not it's not a tutorial. It's just if you if you kind of intermediate level, you'll be able to to pick up on that. And I'll just remove my lower third so you can see that um, so you can see there there's the main post types that are in uh, WordPress uh, media pages posts uh, this hasn't actually picked up products but this is this is using types that plugin we mentioned before to add your own custom post type 
So I've added one in there called properties because this is for a home builder's website. So uh, that's the first step, custom post type. And then uh, custom fields. So that's pretty much like the meta boxes that we were talking about before. You can add your own uh, custom fields. So these are field sets that I've added to, to that post. So instead of just having title, uh, featured image and the, and the content, you can add whatever you like. You can add number fields or drop downs or radio buttons. Um, and on the, so here's an example. You can see I've added uh, a number of bedrooms, number of bathrooms, number of garages, and they're just number fields. So when the user goes into the properties, you'll just see those fields where they just enter in the data and you'll see that on another slide that I've got coming up here. So this is the, the edit screen for that property. So you can see at the top, you know, you've got your values, you've got your, your categories, uh, your features, um, etc. So, so the user doesn't actually see the page builder. All they need to do is enter in the appropriate data for this property. They don't have to worry about, you know, in the layout, adding a library item from the from the library, and they don't have to worry about all the styling. They just they've just got the data. They input it into those fields, um, and so this is the library item that I have created on the back end, uh, and this will be used for all of the, the properties to display those fields on the back end. And so you can see mo most of those modules there are just code modules with shortcodes in them. Um, and I'll show you that in the next slide, but that's, I've just created that, that layout there um, to be used for all the property pages. So this is what's inside those code modules. Um, so these, these shortcodes are pulling out the custom fields and I get the ability to do that from a plugin called uh, Custom Content Shortcodes, which is a free plugin on the repository. And what it allows you to do is pull out those, the data from those custom fields just using shortcodes. So you don't need to use PHP. You don't need to edit the template files if you're not into that. Um, this is basically building a template with shortcodes and the Divi Builder. Um, and so the way I... Uh, Oh, sorry. And the next step is you obviously want to style that on the front end to make it look good, uh, like David was talking about before. So this is this is those short codes with some HTML markup added. So just some divs and spans, just wrapped around those short codes. Uh, and so on the front end, I can I can target those divs and spans and you know give them colors and make them look pretty. Um, so this, this plugin here, CPT Layout Injector, is actually a premium plugin, but it's only like $22 one-time payment. Uh, it's from the developer's name is Sean Barton, who makes a few really cool uh, Divi plugins. It's one of the only premium plugins I use for Divi, but what this allows you to do is grab that uh, layout from the Divi library and assign it to a custom post type layout. So all posts from this post type, which is properties in this case, is going to use that layout from the Divi library that we created, and it's going to pull in that data from those uh, custom fields using the shortcodes. And so when it comes out on the front end, it's going to look something like, well, obviously depending how you style it, 
but you can see there it's just got the numbers that they've entered in for number of bedrooms, garages and bathrooms. It's got the features that they selected from the list. It's got the, the total value. Um, and then there was a, a field for to upload the floor plan, which has been pulled in as an image. And you can click on that image to expand it into a light box or whatever. Um, and so this, this helps keep the design on the front end the same. Um, it's not reliant on the client actually setting up the layouts. They're not going to mess up the layout. It's going to look the same because you've managed uh, the Divi library item. You've done the styling on the front end. All they've had access to is to put in that data that changes per property. Um, and so I did just have a slide to remind myself of the benefits, um, which you can see there are a few. So, yeah, basically it just gives your, your client really easy access to, uh, to input their data. They're not going to mess anything up. So this, this for example, this side, 163 properties. So you're not going to want to set up the page builder for each, each property, obviously. Um, all, the, all the short codes are kept separate to the posts. So if the client ever does change theme, types and custom fields are going to remain with that data stored in the database and short codes um, are not going to be stored in the database because they're just from that Divi layout. So that's one of the main complaints people have on short codes. What happens when I change theme? You know, it's going to, it's going to mess everything up. Um, but that's not really an issue here. Um, and because it's a library item, you can go back to the library if you need to change something on all of the properties. You just make the change once um, in the library item and then it gets populated throughout the rest of the site. Uh, so that was, I hope that was quick enough. Um, I yeah. just yeah, <laughs> pretty quickly because we do have audio only listeners. A lot of people listen to the audio. So if you're only listening okay, to sure. audio, we apologize to you for that <laughs> short interruption. <laughs> um, no, Roby, that was great. I mean, it was a really good examples and stuff. Um, I'll, I'll give you the slides for the, for the people who were listening. I'll give you the Definitely. slides so they can come back and look at them. Absolutely. That's a great idea. Way to, way to overcome that. Yeah, that was, um, I really like that, Roby, because you showed, I mean, it, it really demonstrates how custom post types can take a website from being a simple online brochure type website to, you know, being a more of a platform, right, where you have adding properties and all kinds of different things. And so um, custom post types really is an extremely powerful tool. And um, yeah, especially when you combine it with the CPT layout injector and, and all that. So yeah, thank you for that. That was great. Yeah, yeah thanks. thanks. All right, let me see what I've got in my little toolbox here. Um, another question, what should you keep in mind when using custom post types? For example, archive pages. Are there any things that you should Keep top of mind awareness when you're using custom post types. Yeah, so I'll jump in here, I guess. Um, so what Roby shared right now is great uh, because it, it was basically like almost like a front end editor uh, for like 
developing the PHP template files that you would, or that I would normally do for a custom post type. And so instead of having a single .php or that uh, using a, a Divi layout and then pulling it in with a shortcode, that's, uh, that's pretty cool. And I, I kind of like that approach. Uh, but yeah, so you're going to want to keep in mind that it, it is handled like a blog post. So automatically, WordPress is going to want to, you know, display categories, display archives, and those kinds of things. And, and if you want that displayed in a particular way, you're going to have to style uh, how a single post is displayed or whether you're doing that with, uh, like, the method that Roby shared or whether you're doing that by customizing the PHP files. Uh, but so, yeah, you're going to want to keep in mind and factor in that into the projects. So there's the back end preparation for the post type, but then on the front end, how, how do you want that displayed? And then understanding that each level of, uh, you know, what, what WordPress automatically generates and the templates it automatically uses is going to be applied to whatever custom post type you create. Yeah, and I'm going to go ahead and take it a, even a little step further here. Um, because I've recently been doing some research and I listen to the podcasts and stuff and, and they were discussing, um, you know, when is the proper time and not the proper time to um, no index pages on your website so that search engines aren't indexing those pages. So archive pages, you know, category pages, I wouldn't really put in that because there's, there's good examples of when a category may be applicable in searches, but there's a lot of stuff that may come up that is not applicable, that you don't want to waste a lot of time um, on the back end, like tags, for example. You know, having thousands of tag pages and stuff indexed with the search engine. So you may want to consider researching no indexing some of your pages on your site so that people can get to your content and stuff. Because eventually, if you've got so many pages that are being indexed by Google, they're just going to quit indexing. You know, they're not going to, if your site grows massively to the point where it's just huge, it becomes a point where search engines, some of these bots just aren't going to crawl on you anymore. And you really don't want that happening. So look into no indexing. When's the proper time to, you know, look at pages? Because these custom post types do put out all of this information that kind of we were talking about in this question here. And, and that's an, another one of the other options when you're setting up a custom post type with a plugin. Um, just look through all of the little options that it gives you because most of the time it does let you, um, say, turn off the archives for that post type. If, if it's not going to make sense just having an archive of all those post types, like if, it's, if, if all you're using is just like people's faces and a phone number, and you don't necessarily need a whole page of, of just that data. You can turn off that functionality with, with those um, CPT generator plugins. Nice. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. Um, my plugin Divi Overlays uses custom post types and that exact thing. We, it's using custom post types, but the way we're using it, we don't want the individual, I, you know, single, um, I guess, single post being able to be accessed and so um, we have that turned off so you can't access the single post by itself it can only be accessed when it's triggered as a, a pop-up and so um, yeah that's the the plugins allow you to do that the generators also have like gen, um, generatewp.com has a setting for that so you can make it so you can't access the post um, 
I forget the the name of the setting, but um, or the archive pages, et cetera. Um, and so that can be useful depending on how you're using custom post types, which is just another example of, of how powerful custom post types are and all the different um, infinite amounts of, of different use cases for them. Okay. Good stuff. Absolutely. All right. Well, I think we're getting pretty close to the end of our episode. You know, I'll be honest with you. I didn't know if we were going to be able to talk for 30 minutes technically on uh, custom post types or not, but I think we did a pretty good job. Yeah, we didn't, even, uh, we didn't even jump into uh, custom modules or anything to uh, go along with those custom post types. So uh, yeah. still plenty more to, to explore in the future. Yeah, this, is, uh, it's, this has been an eye-opener. It's been really good. I've, I've definitely learned a lot. Um, you know, I knew custom post types were a very powerful, you know, way to uh, build a website and integrate website not only on the website side of things but on the plugin side of things for the masses to use as well. Um, how about we do our normal tradition with Divi Chat and throw out our, our parting thoughts or final thoughts on using custom post types and meta boxes. And sorry, Gino, I'm going with you first, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for that bus. I took a couple spills yesterday, so I'm okay with uh, getting thrown in front of the bus. Uh, <laughs> more on that one later. But anyways, I would say, um, you know, play with it. Give it a shot. If you're designing websites and you're using Divi, um, don't be afraid of the custom post type. Use a plugin. See what it does. Um, see what you can do with it. They're a lot of fun. Um, I prefer, I, I like the idea of creating a custom post type Make it simple, put it in a plugin, and, and and then that way you're able to create sort of these custom post types uh, in, in a hurry for your clients. And it might be like a property management, it might be um, you know a, a staff even or whatever the case is. But uh, it's so neat. So like what well, some of the things we get to do now is is we can take Divi staff and just customize it for a, a completely other category or custom post type for particular client work, making it so much easier to implement custom post types and other projects with our own plugins. So um, it's a lot of fun. Um, so I, I would give it a shot. You know, yeah, you got you got the learning curve at first, but don't be afraid of custom post types. It'll really, um, as a web developer, designer who's just starting out, it'll really uh, give you a lot more arsenal and experience and, and more value to your clients. Thank you so much, Gino. Great parting thoughts. Jerry, how about you? So my parting thought is maybe a little bit random and out of left field, but PHP my admin, uh, for me, that it really kind of opened up uh, my understanding as I kind of jumped into the database on the back end and uh, began to understand how things are stored in the database and, and the way that it's labeled. And uh, exploring that is really kind of what helped me to understand. And so I had to kind of dig in there, change things on the back end and see what happens on the front end. And so, uh, you know, obviously on a test site, not on your, you know, most important clients live website, don't do that. But, uh, you know, on your local machine or whatever, you know, jump into the database, play around and uh, explore a little bit because uh, it, it really does, at least for me, it, it simplified and, and helped me to grasp the concepts uh, a lot better than I could from, uh, using the plugins and and do, copying the code and doing that kind of thing, then then all of those other things you know really began to uh, 
the connections were made and I was able to grasp, you know, what was actually happening whenever you create a custom post type and how that was stored. And uh, so PHP my admin or whatever other database tool you use uh, is my recommendation as we uh, wrap up this episode. Thanks, Jerry. How about you, Roby? I'd say get a copy of WordPress running locally on your computer. It's desktop server or local by flywheel. And like Gino said before, just break stuff because every time you break stuff, you learn how to fix it, which is always invaluable to know. Uh, and get into that, um, that free plugin called Custom Content Shortcodes because it works really well with Divi. You can just use it to pull out whatever data you want from the database and make it display within those modules um, without getting into PHP. If you're still not up to PHP and editing template files, this is a really kind of halfway point or it's, it's even I use it for, for production sites. You, it's just, it, it kind of uh, fills that gap where with other themes, you, you're really stuck with creating templates with the PHP. If with Divi, you've got the library items and you can create these really cool layouts. Um, so being able to use those short, pull out whatever data you want and put it in whichever modules you want anywhere around the site for custom post types, even just for normal posts or whatever. Um, yeah, it's, it's really powerful stuff once you can use it. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Roby. How about you, Tim? Yeah, my parting thought would be um, I, I'm a big fan of reverse engineering, and so kind of similar to what, what um, some of our our other panel have been saying, but um, you know, look at, at at the code of existing custom post types. Then, um, for a lot of, of WordPress plugins, you might not even realize that they're custom post types. You're just kind of in the habit of of, of using them, and um, it's come second nature. But once you start thinking about custom post types, you'll start noticing that all these different plugins that you might have been using for months and years are custom post types. And so uh, I really like uh, what Jerry was saying about the uh, PHP my admin and looking in the database so if you compare that um, to uh, reverse engineering and seeing another plugin and then look at how the, the data is saved in the database it can really help you to start make sense of of how custom post types and then my other thought would be um, if you're creating a custom post type for the, the first time break it down uh, you know into chunks because it might sound like kind of a, a daunting task so maybe start uh, just trying to create the custom post type and have it appear in the back end with the admin and then start uh, adding the meta boxes and then uh, the next step would be outputting the data and then from there style it. So break it up into chunks so you're not overwhelmed with this big task of creating a custom post type and then that allows you to, you'll kind of learn each of those steps in and out and that way you can manipulate each one differently depending on the unique custom post type that you're trying to create. Fantastic, Tim. And I guess my parting thoughts or, or final thoughts would be um, I, I realize the value of custom post types and the, the flexibility and the power that they bring to your website. So um, investigate them. I've been hacking and I've figured out how to transport Tim into my office. Okay, Google. Tim. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you just listening, yeah. 
David just uh, got elect our Google Home to uh, bring Tim into the his uh, his RV. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> Snapping <laughs> finger. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there it is. Guys, hey, there you go. Oh, we got Murphy in here. Come on, Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, this has been a, a great episode. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening to another episode of Divi Chat. Head on over to our show notes. We're going to put links to all of these products, plugins that we discussed. Roby's going to give us access to his slides, so people who may be listening to it on audio can go back, re-listen, and follow along with that if they want to. Um, if you enjoyed the show, head on over to iTunes. Give us a five-star rating. That's how people find us and stuff. Uh, give us a thumbs up on YouTube if you have any questions. Throw them in the comments below. Put them on our website if you've got any topics that you would like for us to discuss on Divi Chat. Please feel free to go over to our website, Divi.chat. We have some uh, a place where you can suggest topics and stuff. We appreciate you turning in. We're always grateful that you're here. Uh, tune in next week as we tackle another topic geared to help you improve your WordPress and Divi development and business. Thanks again for tuning in and listening, and we'll see you guys next week. Cheers. See you.